Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to a special edition of the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. And this episode is special because we have a legendary guest with us this time around. This is Veronica Taylor, voice of my childhood, voice of Ash from the Pokemon series. And as we're about to hear, actually voice of Ash's mum and various Pokemon as well. This is the extended version of the interview to give you more of a chance to find out what it's like to be a voiceover artist and to be part of one of the biggest TV series of all time. So without further ado, here is the brilliant Veronica Taylor, who tells us how she actually got the job of Ash. Well, I was working on Slayers, which is another anime, um, and the people who cast me in that were doing the casting for Pokemon. So it was just, I guess, being in the right place at the right time. Mm. Um, I have no... People ask me all the time how many people auditioned or all of that, and I have absolutely no idea because I didn't really see other people at the auditions. I saw maybe two or three other people. So I have no idea what we all went through. I only know that... I was called back many, many times and then cast and then not cast and then cast again. And it was all kind of so um, I feel like I stumbled into it in Mm. a way and was just really lucky that we had eight seasons every year. We didn't know if we would be going on to another season. So we it would end and we would wait and then hear if it was. Uh, if we were back. So, yeah, it it definitely wasn't the glamorous life. But I will say what a great adventure it was to be working on that show, Um, to be able to step into those sneakers, if you will, when I got to work. And um, my daughter was born at the end of the first season of Pokemon. So um, I was a 10-year-old boy who was also pregnant for the first season and then a new mom for the rest of it and so it was really an amazing I don't know just an amazing adventure and I was on it along with you yeah you know yeah um, I watched it in the mornings I watched it when it was on Saturdays I went to work and worked on it and you know it was just truly extraordinary and it wasn't just Ash that you played I played Ash's mom and also May, um, a few Pokemon and some other characters here and there. Um, A lot of times it was, you know, when you're in the booth, they would just say, oh, could you do this? Could you do this one? For May, (laughs) I definitely auditioned. For Ash's mom, I auditioned, like, main characters like that. But Mm. other ones like Gary's cheerleaders or, you know, (laughs) things like that, we would all just, you'd just get thrown into that. Yeah. I'm just wondering what Pokemon you did as well, but there's so many. I guess I don't know if you remember any of the ones, because they they Uh, all just say their own name, don't they? So it's like... Yeah, that's right. Which is really uh, quite a challenge. Yeah, to get (laughs) the intonation and the inflection. That's right. I mean, seriously, you could watch Pikachu and just watch Pikachu for the whole episode and be totally satisfied. You know, (laughs) she does such an amazing job. Um, I played Diglett and Goldeen and Sentret, my daughter, and I both played Sentret. In the very beginning, they didn't want me to play anything other than Ash. And then they were like, okay, you can play Ash's mom. Mm. And then after a while, they let me play other things, whereas everyone else got to play um, a couple of characters. Oh, I see. You know, Brock was G 
James and Misty was Jesse and, you know, different things like that. So you're the voice of Diglett Dig, which I now remember. That's right. That's <laughs> it, right. it wasn't just Diglett, it was Diglett Dig. I remember that Diglett now. Diglett Dig, oh, yeah. Goodness me. And, oh, good time. <laughs> yeah, happy. You're like, this, I want this on my tombstone. This is my, my crowning achievement. Hey, but, um, oh, that's right. <laughs> I played Diglett as a worm. And yeah. I just found out it was a mole oh, right. recently, so I feel like I need to go back and redo the whole thing. <laughs> yes, it's going to be the director's cut, you know, like the remaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd, you know, any excuse to watch it again. And it is one of those series that when you do watch it again, and I started watching it again recently because, um, well, I knew I was talking to you and I wanted to sort of remind myself of the series. It's quite emotional storylines. Like in that first series yeah. that you were mentioning, I'd forgotten this, but Ash and Pikachu split up for a while and I think that was at the, That's right. at the time when you were on the way to actually having the baby you know you were quite pregnant at that time mm-hmm, so so mm-hmm. you know obviously emotional scenes probably emotional moment for you in life as well it, yeah there's a lot lot going on there well it's surprising in a cartoon for children that there was so much going on there's so much about loss there's so much about um, loss in terms of having to lose a favorite Pikachu. Later mm. on, your friends come mm. and go. Um, you have to, gosh, you lose a battle. How mm. to how to get back, how to have good sportsmanship. All of those things that you really get to dig into. And when you're dubbing, you don't have a lot of time to think about it. You don't see the script ahead of time. So you're really playing the moment. So it's a great acting exercise in terms of that. And so I feel like all of my training comes together to be able to be in the moment. And yeah, I think um, being a mother and having to take care of your unseen baby and then your now crying baby, um, it does help you to understand about being a trainer, what it takes to put yourself aside and care for others and help others along towards their goals while you are trying to achieve yours. You know, there's a lot of big picture stuff in mm. Pokemon. Mm. Recently, I only discovered that Ash actually had only just become a Pokemon master for the first ever time. And I thought at some stage he had been already. So amazing. That's right. Well, so did I. And <laughs> I. Um, people constantly say to me, why does Ash lose all the time? And I actually never realized that he did. No, neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the same as you. And so that whole thing came out recently that I don't think anyone actually can ever become a master mm. because we constantly have to challenge ourselves along, you know, our path in life. So you you can't achieve master because... Where you go from there. Exactly. So you achieve a goal and then you set a new one. So I think it's um, it's quite interesting that he is a master now. Yeah. But he, I don't think even he would settle for that. <laughs> Important lessons, though. Life lessons. Yeah. Life lessons. Life lessons for exactly. kids. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, deep. You have to push yourself to mm. be your very best. And mm. that's um, something we all can live with. I wanted to ask you about the uh, genesis of the voice as well. Because uh-huh. I can imagine that you had a, an idea of what you felt like Ash would sound like when you were going into it and doing these auditions. And it sounds like you went back multiple times. So did the voice of Ash change over that time? Did you get, you know, did they say we want it to be a bit higher? We want it to be a bit more like this? Or did you pretty much have the same concept from the beginning? Well, we had to match the voice of the original voices for everything we auditioned for in the beginning for the voices in Japan. So I didn't come in with an idea of a voice that I wanted to do. Mm. I just heard a tiny clip and then was popped into the booth to try to 
somewhat imitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of anime is actually that way, where it's they want you to be close sounding to whatever exists originally in of Japan. Course. So um, as far as Ash went, though, uh, so I, I did my audition and then they did keep wanting to tweak it because there were so many people in the beginning who had an opinion. And I think they knew what they didn't want, but mm. not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my little brother was 10 at the time and I recorded him and I brought him in saying, look, this is what a 10 year old sounds like. <laughs> and it was, I mean, certainly Ash in the beginning, he was a little more stuffy, yeah. uh, kind of, you know, kind of in here maybe. <laughs> and I was thinking a little like um, in those uh, Rudolph Christmas specials, yeah. the claymation ones. Yes. So, um he was kind of that and also Spritel in Speed Racer. I had those ideas in mind. But um, really, he just kind of came into here. So he's kind of back in my throat. And, you know, he's got a lot of energy. Um, and with that, it gave me a lot of room for his emotional journey. Yes. So he could be ah, way up high and then, you know, really dear and come down. <laughs> so he had a, a lot of space in there. So in terms of that, it was a, it was a great voice to work with. Yeah. And it's a great party trick because it sounds a lot different from my voice. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you can do this all day if you like. I'm happy to listen to you doing the voice of Ash. Oh, it's... <laughs> hey, Chris, thanks a lot. You're pretty cool. <laughs> oh, this is like, this is ridiculous for me. Um, and But but then I was to, that emotional scene as well that I was just talking about when Pikachu and Ash leave. And I was listening to, yeah. I listened to that again literally yesterday. And the, the yeah. range you have to go through for that, I mean, you know, obviously this is what you do. But just as someone who receives receives it as a kind of, you know, someone who just watched it as a kid and who's just watched it recently. There's a lot there and you have to go really high up and then you have yeah. to really bring it down as well. And I guess you probably yeah. don't go back and watch these things, but did that feel different at the time or is that just like another scene you see the lines and you think, right, I'm going to put this element into it, that's it. I'm trying to remember exactly how I felt. The, the reality is we didn't see it ahead of time mm. and I never knew what was coming up. So you see you see the lines coming in the script and then you hear the three beeps in your headphones and you start so basically i'm interpreting what i've just read on the page and trying to fill it in to the picture i'm watching yeah and the emotion comes out of that and then sometimes uh, we worked very fast on that show so often you we didn't preview and then record we would just jump right in and and go oh wow so sometimes you can see that and then say oh wait let me take it back for a minute because i think we can add a little more here or you know sometimes we had the luxury to to tweak it if you will to kind of mm-hmm. bring out a little bit more um but overall, it was all the same. Um, sometimes if there was a long action scene, we would watch it to see how many bumps he would have or if he falls down a hill. Oh, because of course you know, you've got so to do know. that like, uh, uh, just the noises. Yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some of those things. And, um, and, and so for those, you also want to see like, is he going to roll or how, does, how hard does he hit? Mm. So sometimes we'd preview that so that we'd know how long it would be. But for for regular talking scenes, we just go mm. and the emotion comes out. And so that, I think, ties into um, uh, the next question most people ask is, you know, did you have any training or anything like that? And, and I do think it helps to be an actor mm. because all of my training 
um, creating characters, how to work a scene, um, all of the things, uh, voice, singing, movement, all of that comes into play when you're in the booth because when you don't have time to mark up your script and figure out what you need from the other character and what they need from you and you know how you really mark out a scene in class or when you're in rehearsal for a play, you have to make those split decisions split second decisions mm. right then. So in that sense, I have a, a bachelor's and a master's in acting. And I think it really has informed how I am as an actor in the booth. So, so important, isn't it? I th- for me, it is. Because then I can I can act the scenes, even though I have no preparation. Yeah, it's perfect like that. I if think. that makes sense. And you, can, and you yeah. can be reactive as well. And you can, like you say, live in that moment of it. Um, right. And, and so, did, right. so you brought it into the family now, have you? So you, you mentioned your daughter did one of the voices. Is that right? Yeah. So she was really small, and um, she often came to work with me anyway. And uh, I was doing Centred, and she was in the booth. So sometimes she would be in the booth at the same time. And, oh, wow. Um, and we would have a, a little system so that she wouldn't speak while I was speaking. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, you know, it was really – she's an amazing person anyway, and she was an amazing child. But – um, so Centrit was there, and I held her up to the microphone, and she said, Centrit, Centrit, and then I did Centrit, Centrit, and then they merged them together <laughs> because there's a bunch of Centrits. Yes. And um, anyway, so it's both of us, um, which I think is really cute. She was so small, and then she's done other dubbing work when uh, I can talk about my daughter all day, but <laughs> she, um, she did in this one anime called The Boy Who Wanted to Be a Bear, Mm. um, she couldn't read yet. So I sat on the floor. She was small, so the mic was really down low. (laughs) And I would tell her what the lines were because she couldn't read them. Ah. And then she would dub them. It was an extraordinary experience. So anyway, (laughs) Centrit was just the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It all began with Centrit. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that you you found the time to talk to us about it. And, uh, you know, obviously the voice of Ash will never leave you and it kind of stays with you. I guess you don't get to bring it out nowadays that much, do you? Or or is there, you know, an occasion where you, you might be asked back for this sort of thing? Uh, well, as far as Pokemon goes, when Pokemon USA took the show, they basically replaced all of us. So I certainly don't have a chance to use it officially yeah. for Pokemon, but I do go to a lot of conventions and um, then I'm chatting like Ash to everyone. So, <laughs> I bet, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ash lives on for me. Um, and then I also do like those little messages for you know, celeb VM or um, different things like that so people can get their little Ash fix when they need it. Um, But otherwise, no, I don't do Ash's voice around the house, really. I don't call my daughter and (laughs) and just say, hey, what's up? You know, not that often. <laughs> it's probably Although now, come to think of it, I should. Yeah, you will. But then you'll get a reply. Up. You'll get a reply yeah. in, in a voice that she's done for the series. She'd do Centred or something, oh. yeah. Right. Well, I, look, it, you, you're clearly an incredible, incredible uh, voice actor. And, I, uh, you know, if oh. people want to check out your, your work. And also, I love the fact that you're so active on Twitter and you're still so active and, you know, mentioning all of Ash's anniversaries and tweeting about it and stuff. I, I love that you love it so much. So I think that's well, great. Well, and there's such an interest. And I, I do think, though, it's the 
positive message of Pokemon is the reason that we all come back to it. And it's such a comfort show for yeah. everyone. And with Pokemon Go and people are out on the streets. And there's a very positive message that Pokemon has. And that's what I hope to spread by chatting about Pokemon all the time. Mm -hmm. Not to, like, relive my glory days. But <laughs> but it's it's a way that we all connect through that. Mm. We find out that we have so much in common and that, you know, our paths have merged and they move forward from there. So it's been an incredible way to meet people. And um, gosh, I think we need a lot of positivity in the world anyway, some yeah. kindness and respect. And Pokemon is a starting point for that. So um, yeah, so that's why I bring it up. I do a lot of Pokemon <laughs> stuff. I love doing little videos as Ash and my I carry my Ash figure with me everywhere. So he does a video now Aww. and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we must look out for some of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, thank exactly. you. For, thank you so much for talking to us. It's it's so nice to chat, and uh, yeah, good luck with it. I hope it goes really well. Thank you, Chris. And I'll just say, hey, Chris, I choose you. <laughs> like new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Veronica Taylor, who is amazing, and my life is now complete. You can catch the regular editions of the Naked Gaming Podcast, monthly releases around the 21st of each month. Just head to nakedscientist.com and look for Naked Gaming. And we'll see you next time round with our January episode. Yeah.